The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, and Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. And the episode. Hey, yes, that's right. It's uh, Adam and Rick, and we are here with another episode of Free Kicks. But this one is kind of special because Adam is coming to us from a totally different state. Why don't you tell people where you are? Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm on location here, uh, part of the work job job uh, situation here. We're down in St. Louis getting ready for a big ODP event this week. So we've got our state teams competing against uh, Missouri and Kansas Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we're looking forward to some competition this week. So are you are you personally coaching any of these teams? I am not. I'm kind of monitoring, kind of okay. jumping around, sitting on the golf cart, making sure everything's good to go. <laughs> so yeah, the tough life of a director. Yeah, tough life of a director. <laughs> so both, yeah, so both myself and Mark will be down here, kind of making sure everything runs smoothly and uh, see how the games go. Keep our fingers crossed for good weather. Okay, well, we obviously have a lot of World Cup stuff to get to, but uh, before we do, uh, you have some other. Uh, Local soccer stuff to note, and, and yeah, why don't we get to that quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, we kind of finished off with the the President's Cup. So shout outs to all the winners. I mean, what a great uh, weekend! So we had uh, seven winners, I believe it was, who are going on to nationals. So shouts out to Shadow Premier, IP Aces Blue, fifteen girls, sixteen boys, FC United, seventeen girls, and eighteen and seventeen boys, Chicago Rush Select. Eight, 18 girls, Green White Soccer Club. Hey, hey. And 19 girls, FC United. So we've got all those teams that are going to nationals, although the 19s, they don't have a national event. Everybody else is going. And then moving forward, we've got the Midwest Regional Championships that begin on Friday in Westfield, Indiana. So group play games will be played this weekend. Um, semifinals on June 26th and 27th. And bunch of teams from Illinois competing as well. We've got uh, 13 girls FC United, 14 girls Libertyville, 15 girls Evolution, 16 and 17, 18 girls from Campton United, 18 girls FC United, 19 girls NSA Shock of Naperville. And then on the boys' side, we've got 13 boys Chicago Inferno and Raiders FC, 14 boys Raiders FC, 15 boys FC United, and at, uh, Chicago Fire Junior City, and then 16 boys, Chicago Fire Junior City of Chicago, and FC United, 17s Raiders and Galaxy, and FC United, and then 18, we've got Roadrunners, FC United, and Lions Township. So all of these teams are members of our Women's League, the Illinois Women's Soccer League, and the Central Youth Soccer League, and the North Young North. CIYSL League and the Sportsman Soccer League, Young Sportsman Soccer League. So exciting stuff for them as they compete to try to get to Dallas, Texas, which is going to be very hot in July. Oh, I can imagine. Hopefully they have some indoor games in Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, exciting times for all these teams as they compete 
in their season. Well, it could be worse, boys and girls. It could be worse. You could be playing in Qatar in the uh, next World Cup, which will be uh, happening. <laughs> yes, for sure. For real, uh, uh, with the uh, professional ranks. So let's talk about it. The World Cup, it was an unbelievable first few days. We're talking now on Monday after all the games have been played. So we've seen every group play except for Group H, which uh, we'll play uh, tomorrow. But uh, before we get started on our uh, discussion of those games, I've got a couple of new audio segments I'd like to play for you. Ready? Okay. You ready? Here we go. First one. This is the World Cup Report. The World Cup Report on Free Kicks. Cool, huh? <laughs> I like it. I like it. One more. There's the other one. From around the world and into your cup, this is the World Cup Report on Free Kicks. So, we have the proper audio to take us through the rest of the way, through mid-July uh, and the World Cup. Before Absolutely. we actually analyze the games, uh, the, the teams themselves, can we talk a little bit about the the quality level of announcing in these games? What What is your... What are you, what's your thought as a soccer fan? I can tell you my thoughts as a soccer broadcaster, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely lackluster to say the least. Um, it's been frustrating, I think, with all the the announcers. I think there's been some things that they probably said that they probably would like to take back and. Sometimes, I don't know if it's necessarily the knowledge of the game. I think it's just the way that they actually talk about the game. And it just comes across as kind of uh, unintelligent at times. Yeah, and I so, couldn't agree more. And, um, and so, you know, it's been a little frustrating to kind of watch, you know. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, even today, in some of the games, I just kind of turn the volume down. It's just a little bit easier to do. So... Yeah, you know, it's it's not you know. I know we're so used to the Premier League ones, and the English guys did such a great job. But, That's true. Um, and there are some good ones. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's been some decent ones, but yeah, overall, probably pretty average. I would say. Yeah, I, I'd have, there are some that really stand out to me in being not good, and and to me, the the worst one is Tony Miola. <laughs> who you know, the former USA goalie. Uh, you know, I've met him. He seems like a very nice guy, <laughs> but wow. I think in one game he actually referred to Germany as West Germany. I don't know oh, if you wow. caught that. I did not. That's not good. I mean, it's not 1990 anymore, pal. <laughs> but also, yes. I just thought yes. that, you know, I don't know. When I hear the American announcers, and I'm saying this as an American. I'm a, you know, German-American. But when I hear the American announcers, I, I just go, ah. Uh. Bring back the British guys. I want those guys that do the Premier League games. I want the guys that we had last World Cup. They were so much better. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I, and it's interesting. I think the probably the worst one, or it was really kind of the worst one. You may have seen it even on Twitter. There was lo lots of different memes about it. But when they called it, so uh, when Iceland ties Argentina, Argentina, sorry, Iceland ties Argentina 1-1, but they called it a victory. So that was kind of a, a rough one when they said that. So, yeah, just those little things. It just doesn't help. It doesn't help the situation. Yeah, and Alexi Lalas, I know that he's a polarizing figure in the studio. Um, and, I, you know, I usually am okay with Alexi because usually he's covering a United States games. 
and he's very passionate about the U.S. national team. But um, I really thought watching him yesterday during the uh, the pregame for the Germany game <laughs> that I thought he was uh, going to tear his shirt off and run out there and play for Mexico. Like, <laughs> dude, how about a little bit of objectivity when you're covering some of these sports? That's just that's just the way I feel. I'm a bitter German man, um, but I wanted to just cover that first. Yeah, and, no, I t- totally agree. Totally agree. Now, before we uh, get even more specific about some of the games, I think I think we can all agree that before the weekend started, uh, we all thought that Serbia, Iran, Russia would be at the top of their brackets. <laughs> I mean, there have been some. There, uh, would you call them upsets, or would you yeah. just say that people are not quite playing up to snuff? Yeah, I think that's probably the best way. I think I, I think slow starts is probably the best way to do it. You know, we're, right. we're still in the first game, so anything can happen. You know, like you said, you know, Iran winning the first one. I mean, Russia, you know, it was a pretty dominant victory. I mean, but then again, we've got two bad teams there playing. We'll see how it all plays out. Right. I think I think when when things get going, and they, and certainly we can say that about Germany, even though they, you know, it was a rough game. But what's going to end up happening? They're going to find themselves at the top. They're going to find themselves playing better. That's what these top teams do. So I'm not overly worried as to how it's all going to go down. I'm not either, and I will say that the one thing that you did predict uh, was just the spectacular nature of that Portugal-Spain game. Wow. That yeah. was an unbelievable game. Did you get the chance to see it? I did. I did. I watched that whole game, and it was absolutely fantastic. And it was funny. I was talking with my son even today. He even said, it's like watching them, it's just the passing and the movement of Spain particularly is just it's a joy to watch. It's how the game should be played. It really you know, is. The, and the best thing that can happen in a Spain game is they go down one early. Yes, Yes. Because then they don't just sit back and do those those passes in their own half. You know what I mean? They move <laughs> up and they do it in the danger zone and they they uh, advance and they go for it. And it is just a joy to watch them play. Yeah, they, they play so well together. I mean, it's as if they know what they're going to do before they pass the ball. And ultimately, that's what the game of soccer is all about. You know, it's just 11 players synchronizing together and just looking fantastic. It's good. And, and then on the other side, you have Portugal. Yeah. And with, with Ronaldo, I yeah, mean, three, he, he three goals suck. in the first game. No, he does not. I mean, three That goals. last goal, the third goal, Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's a guy, he's just got ice in his veins. Yeah. I mean, he there's just no way. And the thing is, you knew he was going to score. It's like one of those things. Yep. He's going to score. He's yep. going to score. You he's could score. see it and in his it, eyes. You could see yeah. it, it when the comparison of uh, how he looked, the look in his eyes, compared to the look in Messi's eyes before he took his penalty kick. I said to my son, we were watching the game together. I looked over and I said, he's not making this. <laughs> I yeah. just I could see it in his eyes that he wasn't going to make it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm a big I'm a big Messi fan and a Ronaldo fan, but yeah. I just think Ronaldo at, at big times he's just clutch. He's yeah. just the guy that you want at the times when you need him. You know, Messi does yep. so many great things, but if you need a goal, Ronaldo's going to get you one. Yeah, there's something about uh, you know a raging egomaniac. That in most situations throughout life, you don't want him around. 
<laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But in this situation, <laughs> that's where you want the guy who, like, you know, Michael Jordan. He was like, Michael Jordan, like, give me yeah. the ball and exactly. I will put it in the net. Exactly. He's that type of a guy. He really is. So now for me, the, the, uh, the game, the, the underrated game of the weekend was Peru against Denmark. I don't know if you got a chance to see that one. That, that was a game where Denmark won one to nothing. And, you know, it sounds like a boring game, one to nothing. But Peru was just dominating that game. And they were pounding Denmark and pounding them. And Schmeigel was unbelievable as the goalie for Denmark. But you just felt like... You just felt like Peru was going to uh, finally put one in, and they just never did. They missed a penalty kick. Yeah, uh, and that was a it was a bad penalty kick too. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're again. you're absolutely right. I mean, it was funny. I didn't get to see the whole game live. I watched all the highlights like I always do. But yeah. um, the biggest thing with with that team was with Peru. They looked so good. They played so well. Everybody was like, "Man, these guys look really good." I mean, because yeah. you you because you don't see them much, you know. Right. And that's that was the biggest thing. Nobody knew how good they were. Um, and then obviously the the tough thing with the, with the spot kick that you know that could have probably changed the, the face of the game. But True. I think they're gonna. I think they, they they've got something in them. I mean, it'd be one thing if they couldn't play and they didn't play that well, but um, they've got something in them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come through and, and take care of business. So yeah, I think you're right, and it, it may turn out that Denmark goes ahead just because of this win, as opposed to Purdue, Peru, but. I think you uh, were onto something when you picked them to come out of this bracket. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. You did pick them. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, they, I knew they could play a little bit. And, and like I mentioned before, with France, you know, you know, their game was not really fantastic. They didn't play that well. Right. I just, I, I just like I think we maybe even talked about it before. There's just a lot of individuals, and I just don't know if they're going to click. Whereas yeah. Peru, Peru seem to be clicking already. And even though they lost, I, I think there's a lot of good things for them to come. All right, so you brought up France. Let's talk about them because I actually got up at 5 in the morning to watch that game. Uh, not because I really wanted to see France, but I was, just couldn't sleep that night. So, yeah. I, you know, the, the great thing is there's always a game on now during the day. So I flicked it on and I watched the whole game. And I must admit I was, you know, zipping in and out of sleep throughout this entire game because yeah yeah that france team with that much talent and you did call it in advance but you they really are not playing well at all yeah and i i think a lot of that goes with the manager i don't know if he's the really the right guy to kind of bring these together um i think that you've, you've got too many personalities You've got maybe a, a player in Pogba who could be a world star, but yeah. really wants to do it when he wants to do it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this team, which way they go. They could go in a very good direction. Yeah, I just don't see it. I, I think I think it's going to be something. I think they may just squeeze through with the group, and then it might be a, an early exit. Well, you know, Pogba, you know, say what you want about him, because he was basically invisible for 88 minutes, uh, 89 minutes. Whenever they, the goal that he scored was way at the end of the game. Yeah. And yeah. he just had that one moment. And sometimes a one moment is all it takes. I take it from somebody who is a fan of the German team. <laughs> he had yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, he, he did definitely. Did, he came through, which was good for him. 
Yeah. And I think he, that's good for his confidence. Not, he's, not that he's lacking in confidence by any means, but um, I think it was good for him and from a playing standpoint. But I think the next game is going to be great. France, Peru. You're going to yeah. find out. You're going to find out really how good France is. And that's yep. on Thursday. So that'll be a good one. All right. So let's talk about uh, some of the lesser teams. Um, Saudi Arabia, bad week, right? You lose five to nothing against Russia, and then today the news comes out that their plane caught on fire on their way to their next game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think this this is going to be over soon for them, wouldn't you say? Yeah, already a, uh, already a goal differential of minus five. Yeah. So to, trying to get back, even if they keep it close, that's going to be really difficult. Um, yeah, there, there there wasn't much there. I mean, Russia looked. 10 times better than them and we really didn't rate Russia so right. that's not a good sign for Saudi Arabia so it, they really are going to be I think three and done and they'll be heading home I do think that Egypt still has a chance um, because Mo Salah didn't play at all they lost yeah. again another heartbreaker in the closing minutes they lost that game um, but you put Salah in that team there's really no reason they shouldn't be able to get out of this group yeah yeah, I, I totally agree. I think Salah's going to make the difference. Um, I think he's going to be fit from what I've been reading. He's going to be fit to face Russia. I think they play uh, tomorrow. They play uh, Egypt-Russia tomorrow. So it'll be, it'll be, he'll be the difference in that game because they need that guy. He's kind of like their, you know, like their Harry Kane. He's their guy that can do some things for him, and he's going to make the change. He's their Messi. He's the guy that's going to do everything. I think they even call him the Egyptian Messi. That's yeah, his they nickname. Do. So let's uh, mention a few more teams here, and then we'll get to the two games that you and I care about. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sure. uh, Nigeria, here, the, my favorite story of the week. The Nigerian fans were upset because they were banned from taking their lucky chickens into the game. Which, if, if as a Cubs fan, as a Chicago Cubs fan, you know, famously, uh, somebody was not allowed to bring in a billy goat to a Cubs World Series game. <laughs> there was a curse placed on them. I'm just thinking maybe Nigeria places a curse on somebody. That could be their chance to get out of the group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The funny thing, I mean, Nigeria best kits in the World Cup. I yeah. think that's about all they're going to have this year. Yep. They're going to probably be awarded that. But um, it's funny. I think I saw something. We we play, we enjoy ourselves, and have fun. So I think that's pretty much what Nigeria is going to be doing. They'll play. Right. They'll play their three games, <laughs> have some fun, and then they'll be home. It's like a rec team, you know, yeah. <laughs> enjoying some, their first uh, dose of travel soccer. Hey, this is fun. We did okay. Exactly. Um, Croatia. Croatia won their game. But I just have to say this, and, and I, this is no offense to the great people of Croatia. I've been to Croatia. It's a beautiful, beautiful country. But those uniforms look like they're wearing tablecloths on the field, those jerseys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, they're tough to watch they, in terms of the uniforms. You're right. Oh, it a makes lot, you sick. A, it makes you seasick. It's a lot going on. There's no question. There's a lot going on. Another favorite story from that game is their striker, uh, Kalin, Kalinich. Is that how you yeah, pronounce Nik it? Yeah, Nikolai Kalinich. Yep. Sent home from the World Cup because he refused to enter the game. They wanted him to come in as a sub. He said his back hurt. I, he couldn't play. So they said, see you later. Yeah, just send him home. And, and the thing is, they can't replace him. So they're, now they're down to 22 players. And so that's the crazy thing. So, yeah, it, it was a weird one. And whether it's just because he was upset he didn't play and now he's blaming his back, 
that's the emotional part of it. I think that's, yeah. you know, and that's always the tough thing with, with, with the Croatian group. They do get very emotional. And he, yeah. he actually played at a pretty good, at a pretty good level. He played in England for a little bit, played for Blackburn Rovers for a little while. And, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's an interesting one. Interesting one. <clears throat> uh, Brazil, get, that game was on yesterday <coughs> afternoon. Uh, I was at a, a birthday party, but it was on in the background. And I was watching it. Uh, you know, pretending to listen to people while I was watching the uh, the <laughs> game, and the one thing I noticed more so than the the disappointment of Brazil not winning the game was they <laughs> were hacking Neymar. <laughs> he was fouled ten times in that game. Yeah, he it was rough. It was really a rough one, and I think you're going to see that, especially as even as the tournament goes later on, because he's the guy, and now this. This is what professional football is all about. This is what's going to happen. They're going to try to stop players. You know, you can go back to, you know, 66 and 70, back all the way to Pele back in those right. days. It seems like that's that's kind of what happened. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a shame. It's a shame that those things happen. But, you know, teams are trying to win in advance. And, and yeah, you're right. He, he had a rough day, not only just from a playing standpoint. I don't think he played as well as he has, but he hasn't played much. But, Right. He was hacked a lot. He was hacked a lot. And on the other side of the coin, there was Belgium, which uh, did win pretty easily today. They won 3 nothing. Lukaku, two goals. But uh, to me, it looked like uh, Belgium didn't even break a sweat. Yeah, they looked pretty good. I mean, I think the first half, they, they kind of struggled. I think it's kind of finding their pace, but... Then the kind of the cream came through um, yeah. in terms of the players, and then they scored those three in the second half. I mean, they, they they've got they've got all the players. There's no question. Um, so they've got all the players to be able to do everything. So as you can see, there's a phone ringing in the background yeah. here. So <laughs> we're live, as you can see, uh, on location in St. Louis at the Inmores. That um, is a, that is a St. Louis phone you just heard there, ladies and gentlemen. That you're not going to hear that every day on a podcast here. Uh, the one thing I was thinking watching that game, though, I, I did watch the whole Belgium game today. Uh, Panama, they're really not World Cup caliber. They really aren't. Yeah. And it is and it is a it's an embarrassment that the United States did not qualify in this group. Yeah, it's really a shame. I mean, when you look at where, the, where Panama is and they're there, we're not – that makes it even more frustrating because U.S. US should be in there. I mean, you put USA in that group. I mean, that would yeah. have been an interesting group. Yeah. I mean, that would have made. I mean, that would have been a. That would have been. I would have said the group of death. Let's just say you put them in there. Wow, what a group that would be! England, Tunisia, who I thought Tunisia actually looked fairly decent. Yeah. And then Panama and Belgium. I mean, you know, or U.S. and Belgium. What a what a what a tough group that would have been. <laughs> it would have been. Uh, so you brought up. England, let's let's discuss that now because you may hear a little giddiness in <laughs> Adam's in Adam's voice. Um, the game just ended moments before we started taping this, and so Adam, uh, why don't you give us a, a quick recap of your thoughts as uh, as a British expatriate here in uh, the United States of America, watching your old country playing in the World Cup? Yeah, well, it was. I was very, very happy with how they played. I think overall it was a really pretty good performance, especially for a first game in the tournament. Um, I thought there was a lot of good performances. There was some pretty, you know, average performances as well. But uh, call them out. Who, who's yeah, a, who's, who's I mean, your I mean, averages? I, 
Yeah, I think Raheem Sterling was pretty average today. Yeah. I mean, there was there was that. I mean, to be fair, the first half it should have been seven one. Right. I mean, there was literally so many chances. The first first twenty minutes, England were just pounding the ball in the you know at they them all day long. Fantastic, the first twenty minutes. I mean, I hate to compare them, but I was like, they're wearing red. Maybe this is Spain. I was checking. Maybe this is the wrong team I'm watching. So, but uh, but no, they look really good. And then it kind of filtered down. I mean the. The goal was good. They got it in, and we definitely had some chances. But then, you know, when Tunisia got the penalty kick, which was a which was harsh, but it was definitely his arm was up, so I could see it was yeah. there. And the Tunisians did a fantastic job of flopping. I mean, they were <laughs> flopping at everything. I mean, I think that was, was just, I, that was a legit penalty kick, though. Don't you think? I I think so. Yeah. I I, I mean, mean, you can't not call it when it's in the middle of the field like that with nobody else around. The ball goes right. I mean, in the box, all by himself. You can't just let that go. Yeah, exactly. I think it was one of those things. But hey, to be fair to the Tunisian uh, forward, I mean, he took he, he he took everything out of that. I mean, that was a meal. He made a meal out of that one for sure. And that's and that's what you got to do. And he got himself a penalty kick. And unfortunately, goalie had a got a got a couple of fingers to it, but was just a little bit unlucky. Yeah, no, um, that's true. He was almost but then, there. But then second half, I think you know it was just it was all pretty much one way traffic. And then thankfully, oh man, the savior Harry Kane <laughs> came through. Harry Kane, who the, looks like he's about sixty two years old, but is actually only what twenty five or something like that. Yeah, he's a youngster. He's a youngster, but my goodness, what a, what a what a nice player to have, though. I think yeah. he, he just finds a way. I mean, both those goals, Johnny on the spot. Yep. You know, they're they're just tap in goals. Yeah, they don't know, have to just, be pretty. You know, he's exactly. just in the right place at the right time. I mean, it's not like they weren't like manhandling him on corner kicks. He he was tackled to the ground like the Chicago Bears were there for a couple of those corner kicks. Did exactly. you see that? Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, there was a couple there. He even said, I was like, I don't know how I didn't get a penalty kick. I mean, there's literally two people on him yeah. taking him down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they were like NFL tackles, like they, yeah. you know, like they're tackling dummies. But Exactly, uh, exactly. But, yeah, he came through. Great Johnny on the spot. That's what you need. You need those types of goals. And what he's so instinctive. He knows where to go, and that's yeah. what's great about him. He, you know, he knows he may not get every touch, but – when the ball bounces, and it was a great header on that first one, fantastic header. It was, and then and he got down and, and tapped it in. So, good good start. So, I mean, both those teams were expected to win one. Yeah. So we'll see how it. I, I think England should take care of Panama, and well, I think the Belgium Tunisia game might be a, an interesting one. Yeah. And then and then we'll see. We'll see what happens in that final game with England and Belgium. That's going to be a great game. I cannot yeah. wait for that game. So. Um, you know, Harry Kane has the two goals. Uh, he's wearing number nine. He's the captain of the of the English team, and that's that's a huge story, isn't it, for someone that young to be the captain of that team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is his first World Cup. I mean, he's the first World Cup, and that those were his first ever World Cup goals. This is great. I mean, and he's captain, so he's doing everything. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect anything more from the guy. Two goals in your first game, and you're the captain of England. Okay. Yeah. Keep it up. It's a good day. Now, I uh, yesterday uh, was Father's Day, and the fatherland let me down. Mm. Um, Still, I'm still. You know, Germany is my pick to win it all, and I got to tell you, I am feeling a little queasy right now after that uh, after that Mexico game. And first things first, 
credit to Mexico because they were a dynamic team in that first half. They were carving up the German defense, and I've never seen anybody carve up the German defense before. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I thought Mexico played above themselves, and and that's really what they needed to do. Yeah. I mean, to beat a German team, and I think the German team was just a little bit off. They were a little you flat. Know, yeah, I mean, they didn't play terrible, but they were just a little bit off. And yeah. um, and, uh, and Mexico took advantage of it. And it was a great goal they scored. It was really a nice goal. Uh, Although Ozil was, Ozil was standing right next to him, uh, you know, and he threw his arms up in the air like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to get called for a penalty. Get called <laughs> for a penalty. <laughs> yeah. Nimrod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, if you've got Ozil as your last defender, that's not, that's not a good thing. He's that's a great a point. <laughs> that's, that should tell you something right there. And first, why is he the guy there in the first place? Um, my thinking on that game was, first of all, great counterattacking Mexico. Yeah. God bless them all. But here's the funniest story from this from this game, and I can laugh about it now. I was not in a good mm. mood yesterday, <laughs> sure. but I can laugh about it now. And that w- that was that. Let's see if I can get this straight here. I have to read the exact uh, what they said here. The Institute for the Geological and Atmospheric Projections noted seven seconds after the goal in Mexico that there was uh, the kind of seismic activity that is uh, equivalent to an earthquake in Mexico because everyone was jumping up and down at the same time with such force. And, And this is not a joke. I'm not making this up. This is how big that goal was for the country of Mexico. Yeah, it was massive. A massive goal, like you said, Lozano scoring that goal—it was great. But for the whole, for, to potentially almost create an earthquake—that's that's hilarious. And how old is that guy? How old is Lozano? Oh, I think he's like maybe twenty-seven, maybe something. No, like I that. think he's twenty-two. I think he's he's even younger than that. So I mean, it's oh, just wow. God, God bless him. So yeah. by the way, you're listening to our uh, World Cup uh, report. Uh, this is the World Cup Report. The World Cup Report on Free Kicks. I got the audio. I got to play it, right? Yeah. <laughs> got to play it. Exactly. If, if you want to listen to Free Kicks uh, and you're not, uh, or you've tuned in on uh, RadioMisfits.com, there's lots of other places. Tell all your friends. You can tune in on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, we're on Stitcher and TuneIn and Blurberry. We can, uh, the RSS feed is available if you want to subscribe. This is the easiest way to do it, Adam. Just tell your friends uh, and people that ask you. You can subscribe to the show. It automatically shows up on your phone, and then you don't even have to worry about it. And you can listen to all that's going on in uh, terms of the, uh, the World Cup and everything else. And this week, you're going to be in St. Louis the whole week. Is that right? I'm only here for a couple of days, actually. Okay. So I'm just here to kind of get everything started. Then I'm heading back. We've, we've got a camp this weekend uh, in DeKalb, beautiful DeKalb, Illinois. So we're doing our younger ODP, the, the future ODP campus. So we've got a camp this weekend. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We've actually got the Chicago Fire Red, uh, Chicago, I think Chicago Fire is going to potentially come out. The Red Stars have got a couple of players coming out to uh, spend some time with the kids. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to a good week of camp. Because soccer is your life. That's it. Pretty much everything. Everything. It's all we do. You know, it's, uh, I was doing a coaching course. We were doing a D license this past weekend, which was uh, where we was able to carve a little bit of time. We watched a little bit of the Germany 
Mexico game. I think I had about a dozen Mexican uh, heritage guys in that class. Uh, <laughs> Contributing so I, to the earthquake. <laughs> it's absolutely, yeah. The, the Illinois Youth Soccer Office was under a, a siege there for a while. And, you know, it was funny when they all walked in with their uh, Mexican shirts on. It's like, are we going to watch Are we going to watch the game? We're going to watch the game? I'm like... Uh, you know, I'm actually I'm very happy for the Mexican fans. I really am. I I always root for Mexico when they're not playing the U.S. or Germany. So I do I do uh, root for Mexico, and I'm happy for them because uh, they got to they got to beat the defending champions in the opening game of the World Cup, and they, no one can ever take that away from them. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. Now that being said, I know there's some history. Some teams have actually lost their first game and gone on to win the World Cup. So that could help. But then again, there's some history when they've teams who've lost who've just won a World Cup didn't even get into the into the next round. So and in fact it happened last World Cup with Spain. That's right. They didn't even get out of the uh, the first group phase. So, so we may be ending crossed. we may be ending this uh, podcast a few, <laughs> few months earlier <laughs> if that happens cuz uh, Rick is going to be very upset. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we have some big games coming up this week. So uh, every week we ask you to do this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. All right, what's the, what's the game to watch? You couldn't have been more right about last week's Portugal-Spain game. What's the big one this week? Yeah, I, I would say Germany-Sweden. Definitely a big one. That's on Saturday. Um Big game, especially for Germany, because obviously they've got to get something. Sweden's already won their game, their first game. So it's going to, I wouldn't say it's a must win, but it's definitely a game that's going to definitely have some intrigue to it. So Well, if they lose, they're one. out, right? If they lose, they're well, out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I just can't see them losing. I really don't. I think, uh, you know, yeah, they, that's they what Italy s- said. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> and Sweden knocked Italy out, remember? So. I, that's true. That's true. But no, I mean, Germany's Germany. They're, they're always there. I, yeah. I just can't see it. I can't see it. You know, not happening. So I think, I think they're going to be fine, and they'll have. It'll be a good game. I think Sweden's going to give everything they got because they did win. But uh, I think Germany knows that it's a must-win for them, and they're going to get the job done. And next week we'll be we'll be recording the show during a Germany game. Is that right? That's right. Yes, June twenty seventh. So that's uh, Wednesday. Okay. Uh, a week from Wednesday, we'll be doing a little kind of probably be a little shorter version part of it, but uh, we'll do 15 minutes. We actually have our quarterly coaches meeting uh, actually at the IYSA office, so we'll do it half time of the Germany game, and okay. uh, we'll see see if our predictions are true. Now, That'll will I get booed out of the office if I'm wearing a Germany jersey? Oh, absolutely not! We've got a bunch of Germans in there in okay. that office, so you'll be you'll be okay. We've got a pretty good uh, <laughs> okay. heritage of a uh, group of people there, so yeah, you're gonna be good. All right. So if you'd like to mo- know more about Adam and Rick, you can follow us on Twitter FK with Adam and Rick, and Facebook Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, or you can check out our day jobs. I'm an author, publisher of Eckhart's Press, Eckhart'sPress.com, the co-host of Minutia Men podcast with David Stern. Adam, as we've been discussing, is the technical director coaching director of coaching of the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. The executive producer of the podcast is Tony Lasano of OPI Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode, a live episode, of Free Kicks. <laughs> 
The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?